hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Tracy Washington of the Relationship Leadership Philosophy, and... And this is Carol Burton of Radiance Resources. We want to welcome you to our conversation. Awesome. Carol, we have been having such great conversations with the current climate in our society, and we just thought we would let people listen in on what we just talk about on a normal day, right? Correct. So today's broadcast is really a continuation of some uh, conversations that we've had about leadership, adaptability, grief, and we're just kind of rolling along with a series on some issues that leaders really should be concerned about in this day and age. We have so much change happening and it's happening pretty rapidly. And one of the things that we talk about often is how do leaders adapt? How do they get to the next level? We have so much uncertainty around us and things are changing so quickly. So what can leaders do and what tools do they need to be able to move forward into the future? So today, we are talking about emotional intelligence. Carol, this is a topic that I am really passionate about in my work with relationships. How have you seen emotional intelligence play out as you work with organizations and leaders? How have you seen emotional intelligence really played out with the people that you help? Do they have problems really discerning their emotional intelligence? Do they need more of it? Um, do they need to adjust it in some way? What are you seeing? You know, that's a great question. From as an adaptable leader, that's where I play when working with organizations and uh, supporting their efforts in, in where they're moving right now. I would say it's understanding how they feel and how they impact others in their self-awareness. I think that there are major blind spots that are happening. And with from an adaptability perspective, it's really identifying those blind spots. You know, Dr. Uh, Myla Angelou, used to say, you know, when a person reveals themselves, believe it. Uh -huh. And I think that with COVID-19 and now with what's happened since as far as the systemic racism conversation that has really come into the forefront in a very unique way. And I believe the sustainable in a sustainable manner. I think that that self-awareness uh, is coming forth. For example, I've had many leaders in general say to me, uh, you know, it's as if a curtain has been removed from my eyes. Why wasn't I aware of it? Mm. And so I, I thought that was very interesting. With COVID-19, it, it started as far as, well, what do we do? You know, we're in uncharted territory. How do we, how, how do we battle, if you will, or be on the playing field of an invisible thing that we can't tangibly see and we're being impacted by it? Well, Systemic racism is, is racism is in the same world if you think about it. It's mm -hmm. just that it's a bit more tangible and intangible in different ways. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the great conversations that I have been um, brought into uh, as far as that curtain mm -hmm. and those self awarenesses. Those it's almost as if there's aha moments showing up, and in that, how do I deal with them and move forward from there? So that's what I've been finding from a grieving perspective. What are you seeing? 
Well, you know, we talked about this in our last uh, podcast about right. grief, the definition of grief, the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern or behavior. Right. And so when we think about grief in this context, you, you said it, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. So that means yeah. there's a, a, a pattern of behavior or a pattern of thinking that has to change. And I'm conflicted about my feelings. Mm. So unlearning and relearning can cause grief mm. because what I used to do no longer works or is no longer relevant or my beliefs have been challenged. That causes grief. That causes a person to really have to go inward. And many people don't like um, sometimes what they see. Um, and, and there's a, a level of shame and guilt and embarrassment, mm -hmm. um, judgment behind, uh, you know, that self-evaluation and the reflection of who I am. And, you know, my grandmother used to say that uh, people, you know, to find out who you really are, the layers have to be peeled back like an right. onion. Right. And nothing reveals a person's character or leadership capacity more than a crisis. That's very true. And because of that, we're finding, you know, with the grief standpoint, from a grief standpoint, that because this is so new, we don't have any blueprint for what's to happen. True. So it's causing us to really have to evaluate, self-evaluate, reflect on our uh, our own knowledge and understanding. And as we do this as leaders, we have to also be aware of how our understanding of what is happening, um, how does that impact other people? Right. How does that, what does that look like for right. other people and the adaptability yeah. as we talk about? So yeah. um, it's, it's mm -hmm. you know, emotional intelligence is a deep, it's a deep reflection, but it's also, um, grief is also indicative of that emotional intelligence because if I haven't identified what I'm feeling is grief, I may mistake it for something else and therefore cause other problems on top of that. So we have to learn to identify what grief is and be able to work through that. And, and I think that part of the emotional intelligence from the adaptability perspective goes beyond, you know, those basic leadership principles of strategy, action, and results. That's very linear. You know, that's very topical, if you will, whereas emotional intelligence deep dives into what those three mean. And also, it's, it's a way to shift yourself in the disruption of thinking. And, you know, it's funny, when you and I talked about the impact, let's, you know, let's get really deep here, the impact of what happened with professional Black folks in the workplace, right? So from an intellectual perspective, there was always this theory that I, I, I go to school, I go to college, I get my degrees, plural, not singular. Um, I work my butt off, right? I do what I can to even get to the table, right? To even get to the chair. And what I found amazing was that went from the brain, right? The, the head space, uh, if you will, like the traditional leadership principles, mm -hmm. and it deep dived into the visceral. It, it went into the body of, the, of, of everyone. And it felt as if across America, across the country, and maybe even parts across the world, mm -hmm. that it went visceral. And the impact of that, and, and it was even point to some black, very well-known professional leaders were even saying, I do all this work and it still doesn't matter. 
I, I've done all of the, all of this knowledge, all of this getting, you know, tr attempting to even get to the table, having to work three or four times as hard as anyone else. And does it still matter? Mm -hmm. That was a big question of what I'm doing may not even matter. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break to share a little bit more about what we do. My name is Carol Burton, and I consider myself an agent of change. I have the honor to collaborate with company leaders and partner with managers to incorporate actionable equity practices daily in the workplace. I help organizations who are committed to the personal growth of their teams, improving company culture, and delivering true ROI for each team, department, and the organization overall. At the core of my work, I am focused on helping leaders adapt, sustain, and engage in their careers and helping organizations move toward a more equitable workplace culture. I believe ethics connects equity and adapting drives change. If you are looking to transform how your organization supports its leaders, engages in tough conversations, and nurtures diverse talent, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on all social media platforms, including LinkedIn under Carol Burton. I spell my first name as C-A-R-O-L-E. I'm also on Twitter with Carol underscore speaks and uh, Facebook and Instagram as Carol Burton Speaks. And also, you can always check out my website, radianceresources.org. Hi, my name is Tracy Washington, and I am a leadership engagement consultant, and I help organizations and leaders navigate their teams towards a future of uncertainty. We are in difficult times right now. Facilitating conversations around the hard topics is something that many organizations are struggling with today. So my goal is to help as many organizational leaders be able to create the psychological safety in the environment to create more diversity and inclusion in the workplace. If you are struggling or challenged with finding the right words, finding the right leadership models, I can be found at www.getrelationshipcurrency.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tracy Y. Washington. We'll be right back. That, that's, that's a deep and heavy reflection and reality that is, exists. And, um, you know, we have to know, obviously, that everything does matter. It just getting other people on board with that, you know, with that understanding that, yeah, I matter. This matters. Yeah. Understanding uh, what it is. And I think with the level of understanding that people have to go to the depths of who they are, that they have to access, people just aren't willing to go there. But yeah. that's yeah. what real leadership is. It's going to the depths of who you are to lead from your identity, your true identity. Mm -hmm. And the leadership is just, in my opinion, the leadership is just 
it's just it's a role you play it is a it's a verb it's a noun and it's it's all of that it's an adjective it's all of that but at the core of all of that is you as a person and while we talk about those three elements of strategy action and results we need people and how do you get people on board and how do you align people with the action so you can get the results and if we're not as leaders looking at our own emotional capacity our own emotional capabilities of handling ourselves and the emotions of other people it can impede how far we go in success uh, for ourselves and our organization. I really do believe that. And I think we're seeing a lot of companies come forth today with the statements of solidarity and we stand, you know, uh, we stand against uh, racism and uh, social injustice. But as I'm talking to companies, I'm learning that they're not sure what to do. Right. Um, if, if, If the bottom line isn't impacted, then we're not really interested in, in yeah. talking about this discussion. Right, right. But the reality and, is, is that it will be mm-hmm. uh, with your workers. It, you know, if you have a diverse workforce, if you don't have a diverse workforce, that is in itself another problem. But if you do have a diverse workforce, emotional intelligence is being concerned about how your people show up. Right. How much are you caring uh, about them, about their well-being, about their abilities to perform the job, the what they bring to their uh, the contributions that sure. they bring to their role? So it's important all the way all the way around. And it feels as though there's there needs to be a balance. And and I, I recently read about something about leaders need to understand what the new norm looks like as far as empathy and grace. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I, I put those two together from four different conversations that I've had with leaders, the empathy and the grace to move oneself into the adaptive leadership model, as far as investing in the team, hence investing in themselves Mm-hmm. The visceral work that leaders that we've been asked and tasked and are serving leaders to do that visceral work themselves, basically through grace, right? And imp- with empathy and grace. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I just thought about that. It, like that is the difference so that the teams understand that they're safe. I think one thing employees really yearn for, especially if they don't think they're seen, heard, or valued. Mm-hmm. is that if they're safe right. and if their space is authentic mm-hmm. yes. for them to thrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Most of us work in or have worked in hostile work environments True. where we don't see that empathy. True. So we know what the impact of that is. You have right. uh, what one of my colleagues calls paycheck workers. Mm. This worker is only there to collect the check. Right. No thought, no contribution, mm-hmm. not getting their best. Um, because in my mind, things are reciprocal. You give me your best, I'll give you my best. And a leader's job is to be a person of influence to others, to be able to build the capacity and capabilities that they have so that they can help reach, you can help them reach their potential. Right, right. And so if we lack that empathy, we are unable to do that. There, it's unrealistic to even think that we could do that. True. Daniel and, Goldman had 
three kinds of empathy. He called it cognitive, emotional, and compassionate True. empathy. And, you know, we, when we loosely define it, it's the ability to understand someone else's feelings. Well, it's almost, uh, I remember putting a post up a few weeks ago with a pair of tennis shoes and saying that, you know, empathy is putting on someone else's shoes, but not just putting them on, walking in them for a while. Exactly. When you walk in someone else's shoes and yes. truly seek first to understand rather than to be understood and share in their experiences, you see things from a different light. But many leaders, some leaders are willing to go that extra mile. They want to know how. And then there are others who just think this will go away soon. Right. You know, I just don't want to talk about this. I hope this goes away and it's not going away. It's not going away. We have seen something that we have never in history seen before. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is a time of change and what decisions leaders make in this time and day uh, is pivotal mm -hmm. to their future mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a moment in history that we, uh, I hope we'll never see this magnitude again, but if it is required to bring about change, then let it be. But exactly. I think we have an opportunity right now mm -hmm. to make the systemic changes mm -hmm. that we need to make. And it's, it's a long road, but it's a, a road worth traveling. And I think empathy will play a huge role in that. And as well as the emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and the vulnerability and other things that we've been discussing. And, and it ties in beautifully with Dr. Tony Alessandria's you know, definition of the platinum rule, which is treat others as they want to be treated. And, and for me, in my mind, that's nothing but equity. Absolutely. That's and, you exactly know, so, so we've got, so we're bringing in equity, we're bringing in empathy and we're bringing in to a degree grace, right? Within all of that, within humility. And yes. to me, those elements impact how everyone performs in the workplace and hence the ROI. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You will always get more when you, you know, our grandmothers used to say you catch more flies with honey. Oh, honey. Yeah, <laughs> you catch more so. flies with honey. I think that, you know, it's yeah. a wise, uh, wise statement that we mm -hmm. heard back when, you know, back in the day, but it, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. true when you, but we have to develop the emotional capacity to be able to do that and manage true. those relationships to the degree where we can uh, get people to buy into us, the vision, the mission, and help them bring their work, their contribution to that work. Mm. And to be successful, that's, that's what it's going to take. I mean, right. I don't see any other way around it. We talk about being together. That's what together looks like. like but we're, right. we're, <laughs> we have to do our work to go together, right. to be together, to work together. And, and I think that that's all part of the accountability pieces that we've been talking about accountability. Like this is how one can be, a leader can be accountable uh, as they traverse these waters. And as, you know, another gentleman said recently, I wish people would stop talking about business like a game because there is no end date. Mm. So I agree. Right. And I thought now that's really interesting from an empathetic perspective to even have a different ear of listening mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. the listening. Yes. You know? It's almost like the intent of listening. Exactly. Exactly. 
So, wow, this has been great. And so we're going to continue this, these conversations on. We appreciate you all stopping by and listening to this episode. Our next episode we're going to talk about is being uncomfortable. That's a good one. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, because we, because being uncomfortable, we believe as, as far as emotional intelligence and vulnerability are, is a third component uh, to how we can support and how we are supporting leaders in our workplace and in our communities in general thrive and, 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 and walk through this. So until our next time, um, my name is Carol Burton and from Radiance Resources, you can find my uh, information and work at radianceresources.org. I'm also on LinkedIn and I also have a podcast called uh, Radiance Real Talk. And Tracy? I am on the web at www.getrelationshipcurrency.com. I am on all of the social media platforms. Same here. And I'm really looking forward to hearing feedback Mm -hmm. about what people are thinking. So yeah, let's continue the conversation. Okay. Sounds good, Trace. Until our next time. All right. Take care. Okay. Take care.